I was going to talk about Ochai Abaji out of Kansas in today's draft profile, but instead I want to take a look if the Pelicans are telegraphing. They plan to trade back down or out of the first round of the NBA draft. I'll break down exactly why in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this, what is it, Wednesday. And instead of looking at a draft prospect, and we'll do Abaji tomorrow, I want to look at if the Pelicans are kind of telegraphing that they're trading back or out of the first round of the NBA draft. And there's some hints and breadcrumbs that we could follow. And I'll explain why they might be looking to do that in the first place and why, honestly, it could be a smart move. And thank you, of course, for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, whether it is draft profiles of different prospects the Pelicans could take at eight or wherever they're picking, whether it's a little bit of insight and intel on what they're planning to do in the draft, like today's show. And of course, I'm running a mock draft right now, a listener mock draft, which has been really fun. We're about halfway through, a little bit more than that. So I'm looking forward to doing a show on that as well. So we got a lot of great content to come here at Locked On Pelicans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show as well. Leave a five-star review with a comment. You can do that on Spotify now. And of course, leave a comment down below on YouTube. And today's question kind of, do you want the Pelicans to stay at eight or do you think it's worth trading back in this draft? Or is there someone at eight you really like and you're like, the Pelicans have got to take that dude. So why do I think they might be telegraphing a move about trading back or down, whatever you want to call it, in the draft or out of the first round entirely, right? It's a couple of things. First and foremost, you know, they were a playoff team last year. They want to be a playoff team again next year. Any player they draft at eight likely isn't going to make much of an impact on them winning. It's the, This guy's likely not going to crack the rotation very much, at least especially early on. It seems to be kind of set with a lot of the same guys, pretty much all of the same guys from last season. So drafting a rookie at eight lets them think long-term. And I've spoken at length about this on the show. After the Dell Demps era, when they were never thinking long-term, you actually have a good team and the ability to think long-term and try and build some sustained success for when this team gets expensive, and I have a show on their entire cap situation. If you haven't heard that one yet, definitely go and look for it. And getting a guy on a cheap rookie deal is a smart move here. But that doesn't make you a better team next season. And if they're looking to improve, maybe you look to trade that pick for an established vet who's going to crack the rotation, give you more depth, and make you a better team immediately than a rookie would. Maybe they don't help you as much long-term, but look. Sometimes it's just about getting into the postseason and trying to keep a guy like Zion happy. Show Brandon Ingram you're committed to winning and you want to win more and do all of that stuff. So I think trading it makes a little bit of sense. So just from that perspective alone, yeah, they're probably, it's, it's not probably, I can tell you from talking with people around the team, 
They're exploring every option, every single option. It doesn't mean they want to trade down necessarily, or that's the ideal scenario for them. It just means they're doing their due diligence on a lot of this. And keep that in mind because that's going to come up later in the third segment too. But also look at who they've been working out. Now, I, I told you all that they worked out Dyson Daniels this past weekend. Before that, they had Malachi Branham in town out of Ohio State. Those are the two biggest names that they have worked out. Malachi Branham might be a lottery pick, though I have him just outside that. You know, he's probably 16, 17, 18 range. 20, something along those lines, in my opinion, but he might go higher. Dyson Daniels is probably the biggest name that they've worked out in terms of where these guys would go. They haven't worked out individually in New Orleans, Shaden Sharp or Benedict Matherin, A.J. Griffin, the two centers that we talked about in yesterday's show, or some of the other names that they could. So why aren't they doing that, right? It's a little eye-opening. Does that mean that, no, you know, and they've worked out a lot of guys. I don't have the complete list in front of me, but they're lurking out a lot of guys that are second-round picks or like fringe first-round guys at best. And potentially some undrafted ones, too. You know, Brady Manick was just here in New Orleans with a workout. But you're not seeing him go in the lottery in anything like that. So when you see the guys they're working out, it's not anyone that would get picked really in the top eight other than Daniels and maybe, maybe Malachi Branham. And if you look at what they did in the past, they were all over Trey Murphy for years. Knowing that they could trade back and get him and still get a guy that they were very high on. So if it is a guy like Malachi Branham that they really like and they go, okay, we can get him at 16, 17, 18, whatever it might be. Let's try and trade back, get our guy and get a future draft pick. So it could be they're looking to do that. Now, there is still time to work out all of the other top prospects. You know, the draft is still over two weeks away. It could simply it's just be it's hard to coordinate schedules and bring these guys in. And look, other teams are working them out, too. Matherin, I think, was just in Portland. I think he's worked out for the Washington Wizards as well. So it could be that they just are taking their time and they'll get these guys in the future. But the lack of big names so far, coupled with kind of their want to win and the fact that they're doing due diligence on trades and things like that. I don't know. And their past, right in the past, is important on this. What they did last year with Trey Murphy, trading back, still getting the guy that they were very high on. That makes a lot of sense that maybe they're looking to do the same thing. So why is this a good move? Why would this be a good move? And this comes from a value standpoint. And I'll explain what I mean coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat, and Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Look, I've been eating healthy. I've, I've told you all about all this. Helps that we have sponsors that do you know all of this stuff. I've been eating really healthy, working out a whole lot more, and I feel better than ever. I've cut out a lot of like refined sugar, things like that, and it's made a world of difference. I have more energy. I just feel better and I'm 36 when there are days when I felt awful so going with an option like Saqqara giving you a healthy meal that you don't need to cook 
or spend a lot of time on. That's a wonderful thing because I don't have time to cook big, healthy meals, so I need almost hacks like this. And Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. And they're going to give you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. And their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing plus it's all delivered right to your door ready to eat you don't have to cook i hate cooking an hour to spend like 10 minutes eating something it's just not what i want to do so sakara is a great great option and right now sakara is offering our listeners 20 percent off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter the code locked on 20 at checkout i gotta try a bunch of these they're really good you, you would not realize you're eating vegan, plant-based food or anything like that. That's Sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash LockedOn20 to get 20% off your first order. Again, that is Sakara.com slash LockedOn20. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, whether it's profiling draft prospects, giving you a little bit of insight into the Pelicans front office like we're doing in today's show, having some interactive segments. We'll get back to doing a live show too. Maybe it'll be something like Thursday night for the Friday show. We might do a live interactive one where you just kind of do a mailbag and all of that. I think that could be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to more interactive segments, giving you all the content you want to hear Monday through Friday. It's the draft. That's what you want to hear about right now. And that's what we are doing here to get you set for it a little bit over two weeks away. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Don't let them tell you that a guy like Chet Holmgren is going to slide or something like that, right? Or the guy they love who's a second round pick is going to, that's who the Pelicans should take. I've got friends who do that. Get them clued into Locked On Pelicans. So you don't have to deal with that. It's not fun. I understand. And of course, leave a comment down below. Do you want the Pelicans to trade back from eight? Or do you think they should stay where they are and take a guy that you really like? But hear me out in this segment. Because this is this is the value one. This is some of the stuff that I, I kind of dislike a little bit about talking about basketball. But it's important, particularly to how small markets operate. So here's why trading back would be a smart move from the eighth overall pick in this draft, right? This isn't a great draft. We got to keep that in mind. I see you all replying to me on Twitter in the comments on YouTube being like, this guy's going to be awesome. This guy's going to be awesome. Or that guy over there is going to be awesome. It is very easy to talk ourselves into these prospects at times. Very, very easy, right? And we do it every single year. Every single year. We talk ourselves into these guys. And we forget that, well, there was a consensus about this draft for a reason. And I think that's an important thing. And I'm guilty of it too, especially doing these draft profiles. I like a lot of the dudes. But then you kind of have to really focus on and almost try and knock them down from where you've built them up to. Be like, no, there are flaws. I don't love Benedict Matherin like I did initially, right? I like Dyson Daniels, but there's a lot of reasons to think that he won't develop into the player that we all hope he would. And part of that is, this is just a little bit of a down draft. Overall, it's one of the weaker drafts in recent history. The eighth pick this year is probably less valuable than the eighth pick last year or the eighth pick next year. So in a sense, this pick isn't worth as much. The value is lower. So if someone offers you normal eighth pick value for it, well, you're kind of getting something there. You're, you know, It's like if someone comes in and is like, this pick's worth a dollar, I'll give you a dollar for it. But really, in a normal year, it's a dollar. But this year, it's like 80 cents, 90 cents, right? 
you're kind of making some money there in a sense. And that can be an important thing. So if someone overvalues this pick, why not make that move? Get future assets, whether it's a future first or whatever it is. If it's second picks, second round picks, I don't really care about that. If it's for a player you want, that could be a useful thing too, right? Get other assets or future assets or a player that can help you win now for this pick in a draft that's not great. And maybe the Pelicans are telling us this draft isn't great. You know, I hear people raving about Benedict Matherin, but I kind of look at that player and I'm like, uh-uh. Like, he, he, I think he'd be fine. I don't hate if they draft him, but you guys get what I'm saying. I'm not like, that dude's a stud. That guy's going to be all NBA. I don't see that at all. I see him as a role player, very good role player in the league, but I don't see him as a future all-star necessarily. It's not even necessarily. I don't. So if you can get out of this spot and get someone better or get a future pick in a draft that is expected to be better, maybe you should do something like that. Again, it's about building a sustainable future for this team, right? If you can trade down a bunch of spots and get a future pick and still get a guy, say Malachi Branham, that you like, or any of those guys kind of in that range that I think could be close to some of the guys in the top eight, well, that's a good move. And you're trying to build an engine that sustains itself, as I, as I kick my mic here um, with, my, with my arm movements. And that could be an important thing to do, particularly in a small market where you do need to rely on the draft and drafting of players or trading those picks for good players because you're not going to get them in free agency. And look, the Pelicans aren't going to have cap space to even really be significant players in free agency, hopefully for a long time. And I say hopefully for a long time because that means that Zion has signed the extension, right? And then they've signed CJ to an extension. So there's no cap space anyway. So you need those draft picks to facilitate deals, to get other talent in here. So trading back is a smart move in a sense. And now I already done a trade back show and I'm bringing this back up again because in that show I said, look, there's a dude you really like, just draft him and take the guy you like and get the guy you think is a good basketball player. There's something to be said for that. But with the way the workouts have gone so far, is are the Pelicans telling us like, nah, there's no one we really like other than maybe Dyson Daniels. And if Dyson Daniels is there at eight, do they take him? Quite possibly. If he's not, is it like, let's get on the phone and try and make a deal done really quickly or potentially you have something lined up. And I think that could be what we're seeing a little bit right now with what the Pelicans are planning to do along with just talking to people around the team being like, you know, you know, we're, we're open to trading it, I'm sure. So I think that is a really important thing to kind of consider when we're looking at all of this. So is that actually what the Pelicans are telling us? Yes and no. And I'll explain why that might not be what they're telling us right now. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. And look, you want to get in on these NBA finals? I think this line's wrong. It's Celtics minus three. I don't think the Celtics should be favored at all after game two I don't get where that one's coming from give, give me Warriors plus three I think the Warriors then their defense that I talked about it in today's episode of Locked On NBA which a co-host did really kind of figured the Celtics offense out to a certain degree I really like Warriors plus three in this one so whether it's the NBA finals the NHL hockey conference finals Major League Baseball and of course all the latest fighting news in MMA to UFC all of that bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting Warriors in the third quarter right 
that's, that's something pretty good to get in on. You can get also esports and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team. The draft profiles getting you set for everything NBA draft, what the Pelicans might do with that eighth overall pick. And now, please go check out the Locked On survey that we put together. It's your chance to make your favorite Locked On podcast, including Locked On Pelicans right here, even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $10 Ticketmaster gift cards to get into the Smoothie King Center and see this team play. So take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help and making all of our shows even better. So today's episode, we are talking about why it seems like maybe the Pelicans are trading back and why, you know what, frankly, that could, could be a smart move. I see flaws with a lot of the prospects they could take at eight. If you can find a better draft where you feel like there's going to be a more sure thing in the future, it's probably better to get more picks in that and not make the one right now. So is that what the Pelicans are telling us by not working out any of these big names? As I said, it's yes and no. I think clearly looking that they brought Dyson Daniels in first, maybe that's one of their top guys. So again, I think some of the reason you're not seeing these big names come through is not because they're not interested in them. It's just more scheduling and things like that. They're still two weeks away. There's plenty of time to bring these guys in. And when they're all working out for other teams around the league, coordinating schedules, plane flights, all of that stuff, it can be a lot, right? And it's not like the Pelicans won't. And if they don't, I would be stunned. If you don't see Benedict Matherin come in for a workout, I would be shocked. Same for some of these other names that could be there at eight, right? It's all about doing your due diligence. They might want to trade out of eight, and let's kind of assume that for a second. They want out of the eighth spot. Well, what happens if you can't find a trade partner? What do you do then? You can't just be sitting there and be like, oh, God, we don't know what to do. We haven't looked at any of these guys. We haven't spent as much time doing our work here as possible. That's not how an NBA front office operates. And if they are, uh, yeah, we need to have a conversation then. So I think they will end up doing their due diligence. And it's not them necessarily saying, no, we want out. Because one, the rest of the league would know that too. I think it's just kind of a timing thing. And they haven't gotten to these guys yet for whatever reason it is. Even if they want to trade down and trade out, they might. As I said, it's not saying no. It just means... You, you, you got to check all your boxes. Like the way these front office, uh, front offices and all, all teams operate is kind of astounding. Like you would not believe it. I've gotten to see some of the materials over the years. You know, they have one guy that's just doing projected contracts for free agents that are going to be coming up every year. And there's like a notebook of here's this player. He'll be a free agent in this year. This is what based on his numbers we expect his contract to be. It might not, the guy might not be a free agent for two years from now. And they kind of go in through and update that every single year so that when they're compiling trade targets, oh, okay, we know what we might need to pay him when he becomes a free agent in the future. Does that work? The amount of work and stuff they do is wild. It, it, it's astounding for like stuff that will never actually end up mattering because they never traded for that guy, right? Or that guy was traded to another team. Or then that guy got hurt in his career end. It's so much work that goes on behind the scenes 
that just kind of never sees the light of the day and is only useful to them internally and some of projections and you know the majority of these projections 99% of these projections probably never come to fruition so it, it would shock me if the team doesn't bring in these other guys to work out just on the off chance that oh man this one scenario happened they don't like being caught unprepared in those type of situations in those scenarios so they will have done the work before it now there's some stories of teams having not looked at guys worked out guys the Lakers drafted Vladi Divac in the first round after never having gone and met with him at all um, but they weren't expecting him to be there and just decided sure why not and that ended up kind of working out for them especially for the future with Kobe Bryant but that's not really a situation the NBA teams kind of find themselves in you know they're not shooting from the hip they're not winging things here let alone a David Griffin team and so I think they'll end up working these guys out. So the fact that they haven't so far isn't necessarily indicative of what their future plans are. But it doesn't mean that they're not looking to try and trade back. I do think that is something they are actively exploring. So let me know what you think down below. Are they looking to trade back? Do you think they should look to trade back? Or do you want them to stay at eight and take whomever it is that you think is probably the best player at that position? And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Okay, had to jump in once I started to really see the list of prospects and everything that are coming into New Orleans. Tomorrow, yes, we will talk about Ochai Abaji. I do want to look at him. I think he's a really interesting one in both a good and a bad way. And we'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans again, unless some other news comes up. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.